Hi, I'm Karen Tushak, founder and CEO of Spotter Silk Solutions, and welcome to this special edition of Untangling the Webs. Today, we are joined by Bridget Legault, community manager with Rainforest Alberta, and Rebecca Kirstein Resch, founder and CEO of Inkly. Rainforest AB is an informal organization dedicated to growing innovation and diversity within Alberta. The organization is open to those from all industries focusing on fostering entrepreneurship and minimizing social barriers. Inkly is a knowledge sharing platform enabling individuals to connect and ask questions to others in their industry or organization. The app connects those with questions to professionals with diverse perspectives who are specifically experienced in the subject. Bridget, Rebecca, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, Karen. <laughs> so we're going to start off with the first question, which is how does Rainforest encourage a positive environment for innovators in Alberta? Um, Karen, to give you a little bit of history and your listeners a little bit of history, Rainforest Alberta was um, is a movement built upon uh, research within a book called Rainforest, Building the Next Silicon Valley. And it's a very well-researched, deep analogy around how tech ecosystems are similar to actual rainforests. And so um, the analogy goes quite deep, as I mentioned, but to keep things short and sweet, uh, it was adapted in Alberta once a couple of tech founders about eight or so years ago read the book and thought this is the type of ecosystem we want to build here in Alberta. And so the group um, kind of rallied their tech friends at the time and said, how can we, we build a movement around this? And it really is all about building a culture of trust, of diversity, and of collaboration, just like we see in actual rainforests. And so they built, uh, or wrote rather, a social contract, which are 10 values that the uh, community agrees to live and work uh, through. And those include things like fairness, paying it forward, giving back to the community, uh, team sport and diversity, uh, and there are more, which you can see on our website. Uh, but this is kind of the ethos or the culture uh, that drives really Calgary and Alberta tech. And so we really um, work to in increase that type of culture and through our own behaviors and through various initiatives that we uh, run throughout the city and the province. I think it's awesome. I was looking into it and like, it's, it's such a unique thing and I didn't know about the book. So I'm going to have to read that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do. That's great. So with Rainforest and Inkly now joining forces, Rebecca, how do you see this innovation and landscape evolving and growing from here? Such a good question. I think uh, there's there's so many directions this could go, but really the the intent behind Inkly and, and Rainforest joining forces is is really to help create more access um, and more equitable access for people across the province. You know, we've got folks in, in rural communities, um, folks who are in the tech industry already who aren't necessarily connected to the innovation ecosystem and students and newcomers to the province that, that want to get engaged and, and get involved in the community. And it's just not necessarily as accessible as it can be. And that's really the role that we see Inkly playing is, is helping create access for people across the province. 
Um, and, and digitizing that access is a, is an incredibly important part of, um, of, of providing equitable access. So that's really where we see the, the partnership going is, is expanding access across the province, um, and really supporting people with putting it in the palm of the hands of, of individuals to navigate the ecosystem based on their own inquiry. Um, and that's really a missing piece, um, in the province right now. It's missing across the country. As a matter of fact, <laughs> this is a challenge in every province. Um, and I think in Alberta. It's, it's an even bigger challenge because of the fact that there are so many opportunities available to connect to the ecosystem that it's almost impossible to keep track, even when you're already very connected in the ecosystem. So that's really the problem we're trying to help solve is help people um, navigate the ecosystem individually and get what they need and get the support they need when they need it. And what role do you think knowledge sharing plays in the growth? Oh my goodness. I think it plays a huge role. Um, I was reading the stat actually the other day that um, in organizations, 80% of the knowledge um, is what we call tacit knowledge, the stuff that's trapped in our heads and isn't written down anywhere. And I think that's just true across the board that there is so much knowledge in the heads, in the minds of, of individuals across the province that have been a part of the ecosystem for a long time, um, different parts of the ecosystem. There is so much support that we can provide each other by sharing knowledge and resources and opportunities across the ecosystem. And that's really the role um, Inkley aims to play is to make that knowledge um, far more accessible because it really just is trapped in the minds of, of individuals. And we got to get it out. We got to get it somewhere where people can not only access it directly, um, but find it again and again, because a lot of us are asking the same questions um, in different places and, um, and really um, evening the playing field by putting that all in one one space is the goal and, and that is so important because i know when i'm doing um coaching with people who are going through succession planning it's like at that point it's almost too late to do the data dump from their mind it would be so great if all of that was being able to shared every day as opposed Absolutely. to just when they're retiring <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, and how much you miss because, you know, how much can you possibly download when you're on the way out, right? It's like all the challenges you faced while you were in the organization. So absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So back to you, Bridget. What does your career journey uh, entailed as an innovator in the tech space? Yeah, interesting question. Um, <laughs> I think I think a lot of folks coming into uh, work in innovation technology, particularly in Alberta right now are coming from really diverse backgrounds. There's a lot of people transitioning careers and, and industries, professions, um, particularly from oil and gas that's happening um, in droves in, in Calgary in particular. There's a lot of boot camps, reskilling programs, and everyone's looking for how they move their journey forward. Um, mine was no different, I, I guess, in a way. I worked in many, um, I worked in in private, public, nonprofit sector, um, and then at some point in there became an entrepreneur myself. Um, speaking of succession, Karen, I sold my business, and uh, yeah, same thing. How, when and how does the data dump happen? And you know what what does the future look like? I turned to helping other entrepreneurs, and so that's what I did through a nonprofit in Calgary for several years, which um, organically led me to to the innovation ecosystem because that is where entrepreneurs were entrepreneurs were being served in different uh, and new unique ways through different programming, through different resources. So in my short time in the innovation ecosystem, three-ish plus years or so, 
Um, we have seen the programming and the resources and the opportunities just explode. So back to what Rebecca was was alluding to earlier, um, we we went from this very small rainforest community where people could you know very easily share information and opportunities and um, different resources together to this you know exploded ecosystem where there are tons of curious Albertans looking to find out how to get in and where is their place. And there is just so much going on. It's really overwhelming. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I myself through my journey saw the need for this. We at the Rainforest run on a scorecard assessment, it's called, and we measure the six pillars of the ecosystem as they are uh, viewed through the rainforest analogy. And these include leadership, culture, the heaviest weighted and kind of the foundation of the ecosystem, and then role models, engaged activities, resources, and policy and infrastructure as well. So we measure these every year. And every year we hear the same tune, which is we want a central repository of resources. As a founder, it's too much to navigate, especially when your focus is on building a company, not on you know how and when and where and have to have 20 conversations to get to the resource that is the most um, valuable to me in the moment. So I think the value that um, going back to the Inkley partnership that it really, really provides, and I've totally gone off base from your original question, <laughs> I think, uh, but the value that it, it truly and really provides is that instantaneous uh, assistance and the democratization of the mentorship and advice, say programs or services that, that are in the city. And they are all incredibly valuable, but this just adds that, well, it is a value add to the entire community. And that if I, I have my head down today and I'm building something and I have a question about a particular area of growing my business, I can get answers nearly immediately, especially as we grow the number of people on the platform you know, that, that, that instantaneity, instantaneously, is that what's the word? It is now. <laughs> it, there is now, right? It, it's going to happen that much quicker, the more people we can get on the platform. But it's all, I asked a question yesterday, I just saw, I have a notification of a reply today. So I'll dig into that. And I'm sure it will lead to many more. So uh, I guess the fact that it can move people forward through their journey much quicker, this is something had the entrepreneurs I worked with had, um, at their fingertips when when I was advising entrepreneurships in my former role, uh, you know, it would have really changed changed their journey and accelerated their journey. So it's very exciting. It sounds really exciting because I know like as a new entrepreneur, I, you know, I've only opened my business a year ago and I always have questions and it's like, oh, where do I get that? Right. Like, how do I get that answer? So absolutely, absolutely that knowledge sharing will be huge for people. Um, so what are some of the strategies you can suggest for change management in regards to diversification and implementing new technologies within organizations? Well, what was the big topic? You want me to start with this one, Bridget? <laughs> go ahead. That's a juicy one. That's a juicy one. And I'll actually uh, kind of go off of what you, what you just said is um, I really do think um, speaking to what, to what um, you just said, Karen, that, you know, we have so many questions all of us do. Um, and I think one of the misconceptions is that 
um, that leaders have all the answers and not all of the questions. And the reality is, is that the more and more you step into leadership positions, the more uncertainty there is. And at the end of the day, the more questions there are. So one of the things we say a lot around Inkly, and I think uh, Rainforest agrees, is that leaders have all the questions, not all the answers. <laughs> and and so that's really one of the um, strategies that I think um, we're focused on is encouraging. This isn't just newcomers and students and people who are new to the innovation ecosystem that have questions. We all do. And as leaders in the ecosystem, it's our responsibility to create that psychological safety and step into leadership by asking for help and making it safe for others to do the same. So when you think about a strategy, I think psychological safety is at the core of this, creating an environment in which people are here to help. It's why people are here. You know, some people ask the question, like, why do we need another app? Why do we need another platform? Um, and at the end of the day, we need platforms that are about psychological safety at the core that are fostering behaviors of belonging and connection and diversity and inclusion. Um, and there's not a lot of spaces that are designed that way. And that's really what we're working towards. So um, when we think about change management, I think there's really a mindset shift that's required here for leaders to understand that. Um, it is one thing to have a Slack channel, um, and it is another thing to build a community that is built on fostering those behaviors and those attributes within the community and making it safe for people to show up and ask for what they need. Because asking questions and asking for help is vulnerable, and we need to create spaces where that's safe. Um, and that's really what we're trying to do here. And um, and I think we've you know come a long way with it, and we've got a long way to go. And it's really about um, changing that mindset around how we're using technology, but the more human component of how we're shifting our mindset and our language around how we invite people into community, how we behave together as a community. Um, and Inkley's tools are built very much to help people ask better questions, um, which we're working on all the time, um, and share what we call well-resourced well conversations. And we're seeing that on, on the platform, that as a result of, of a lot of the effort that was put into there, that looks simple in terms of a, of a user experience, um, but there's a lot of thought put into how do we help people have these more in-depth conversations where more is being shared and it's backed up by, by resources and people are putting that time and energy and effort um, into sharing knowledge in, in really much more meaningful ways than quick chats back and forth on, um, you know, platforms like Reddit and Quora, where you don't really know who you're talking to. You don't know if there's any expertise there. Sometimes it's chats and bots and trolls and, you know, all these different <laughs> kinds of dynamics happening. And, and we're really looking to create something much more curated and um, thoughtful in, um, in exchanging knowledge. And I love that because, I mean, community and safe space go hand in hand, right? So you can't have a real community if people don't feel safe in the space to share and to ask the question. So, I, I mean, that resonates so well with me. Awesome. I'm so glad to hear that because that's, I think, the biggest challenge we have to overcome both Rainforest and Inkly is helping to create that safe space um, and making sure that not only rainforest in and of itself as a as a movement um but that the digital platform uh, is a place where people feel that way um and where they're met with um support and um connection and um and the resources that they need so we're, we're constantly improving the tech and the tools and the design to um, work towards that so we we welcome feedback all the time yeah i mean people have so many questions that they just are afraid to ask sometimes right and 
you know, I was dealing, I was um, speaking with a new technology company the other day, and we were talking about building the community of their users, even because finding ways for them to share the information about how they're using the technology across different, you know, different industries, different law firms, like whatever it is, because sometimes you just don't know. And if you can quickly ask someone else in another area that's suffered and gone through the same thing, it's just going to bring them all together. And it's also going to better the product because they're going to get a lot better feedback and knowledge into what their clients are doing with it. Yeah, I love that you that you highlighted that because it's it's certainly um, something that's been brought to our attention as a use case for our technology um, is these communities of knowledge sharing around you know um, sales enablement and and partnership communities and and all these different ways in which knowledge needs to get shared more effectively. Um, and so it's it's exciting. There's a lot of um, opportunities to really improve how people not only share knowledge, but connect with each other through sharing knowledge. And is Inkly based mainly with, like you're doing the partnership with Rainforest, but is it open for all across Canada? Like, can anyone join it right now? It's currently, um, the the Rainforest pilot is open to all Albertans. Um, but as a result of this pilot, we're getting interest from other ecosystems in other provinces. I think ultimately the goal would be that provinces can also connect with each other and and um, and use the tools that way. But Inkley's designed um, originally as an enterprise tool, so for organizations. So we absolutely are working with organizations as well for internal knowledge sharing in addition addition to how we're um, helping to solve problems in the innovation ecosystem. I wish I was in Alberta because I think, I think it's great, right? Like, <laughs> I think the two, like, like that partnership is going to open up so much for people that you know just need that help and that community and that safe space. So I think it's great. Coming soon across the country, Karen, don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> so Rebecca, I'm going to stay with you at the moment. And what impact do you see Inkley's knowledge sharing capabilities making for business and communities? And we kind of talked about that a bit, mm -hmm. but yeah, I won't. Uh, I won't spend uh, time on on repeating myself. But I definitely, I definitely see that knowledge sharing is um, kind of more traditionally thought of as like knowledge management. That's one of the things that that gets brought up is um that is very much a unique challenge within most organizations the struggle <laughs> to manage knowledge across multiple different platforms and I think where we're really focused is on the human aspect of that is that yes we've got things in SharePoint and Dropbox and Google and you know all over the place in our in our organizations and not only do we need to be able to find the knowledge that already exists that is written down um but at the end of the day Day, so much more of that knowledge is in is in people's minds. So I really do think that um, that Inkley's you know ultimate goal here is to not only make that that more tacit knowledge, the experience and and um, tools that we have that that we're not necessarily sharing and and writing down, but also doing that through um, human connection because I think that is in this you know new age of remote work and geographically dispersed teams and hybrid work and and all of that, um, there is a real human component to this that's lacking. And, and we see every question as an opportunity for connection, as much as it is an opportunity to find information or be more productive or get where you're going. It's an opportunity to connect with people you'd never otherwise connect with. So I think that's the real core of the impact is human connections. And I think that the new generations that are coming into the workplace are that will really resonate with them because they're used to working in that way. 
as opposed to, they're not used to knocking on someone's door necessarily. They're used to working within apps and, and they're just hungry for knowledge. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And I, I actually, that is one of the most important points of kind of why we exist as, as an organization and certainly why we are mobile first. Um, You know, we have web apps and, and um, Android and iOS, but we really did go mobile first for that reason is, is there is an entire generation of people that are used to this very um, asynchronous consumer level technology and they're going to work and kind of laughing at how clunky we are in the (laughs) workplace technology and in many ways but it's actually impeding their adoption of technology when it's not a consumer level experience so I think it's a really important point you brought up that um, (laughs) it's time to shift towards more consumer level technologies that we can carry around in the palm of our hands when it comes to work as well. Yeah, absolutely. So what advice would both of you offer organizations seeking to leverage their team's diverse skill set? It's all you, Bridget. I've been yapping on. (laughs) Yeah, I'll jump in here. And when we speak, organizations speak in rainforest, we're talking about a movement. We're talking about a community and for clarity for audiences outside of Alberta. Our movement involves um, individuals uh, from all I guess you could say walks of life when it comes to their involvement in the innovation ecosystem. So these could be founders, they could be just team members on on startup teams, early stage company, later stage companies, could be government, could be uh, other uh, startup programming accelerators, incubators, venture capitalists, angel investors, (laughs) the list goes on and on and on. You can imagine how challenging our messaging is with so many audiences. Uh, However, the message that, that we and is clear for all is that um, with diversity comes strength, just like an actual rainforest, hence the analogy. And so um, I guess and if to offer any advice on how to, how to access or how to leverage these diverse skill sets, create, like Rebecca pointed to earlier, create a place of belonging. And at the rainforest, we talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, but our focus right now is really um, laser beamed on inclusion and belonging because we know the world is diverse, but we need to create spaces where people do feel safe to uh, participate and to show up as their whole authentic self. And we encourage that not just through this digital platform, but through many in-person and real life uh, initiatives at the rainforest as well. So I guess my advice would be to um, to listen and be empathetic and be curious. And I think that's why rainforest and Inkly are so aligned. Uh, Inkly is is based on curiosity and generosity, and that is what the rainforest movement is based on as well. And so when we approach um, when we approach working together with this mindset, sky's the limit, right? And all of these diverse perspectives, they not only lead to uh, more innovation, accelerated innovation, but like more profit, more money that's been proven as well. So, uh, yeah. Anything well said. Else, Rebecca? <laughs> well said. <laughs> did, did you want me to tag on to that, Karen? I can. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think Bridget said it incredibly well. And I think um, I, I agree with with every point she made. And I think when it comes to um, organizations um, specifically, and, you know, Bridget certainly touched on, we are really tackling a very diverse audience of organizations um, with very different needs here. So when it comes to, you know, leveraging the skill sets of a team, 
Um, you know, we're talking to very, very different stakeholders. Um, and that looks different in different organizations. But at the core of that is exactly what Bridget said, um, the sense of belonging. So whether it's it's um, on a digital app in a digital community or in your workplace, um, that sense of belonging is absolutely critical to creating that psychological safety. People are not going to be psychologically safe in a space that they don't feel a sense of belonging. Um, and so I think when it comes to leveraging the diversity on your team, that is about ultimately belonging. And, and that is a much bigger topic. Um, and, and what um, actually develops a sense of belonging is, um, is, is going to be different in different environments. And so I think it's really, really important that we're actually hearing the voices of everyone at the table. Um, and that's a big initiative of Rainforest, which is kind of what, again, why it's such a great partnership for us is that we're really looking for who isn't here at the table yet. Who else needs to be included in the conversation? And that's certainly um, in the ethos of Rainforest as well, is constantly seeking to make sure that everyone is included in the conversation who wants to participate. And um, I think we can be doing far better in our organizations and, and far better across the province. And that's really what we're setting out to do is, is include more people's voices in the conversation. Well, it all sounds great to me. So I am going to throw a question at you, both of you, that I always ask my guests at the end of my um, typical untangling the webs. So the question is, if you had something that you could tell your younger self now that you've had your experience, what would it be? <laughs> Don't grow up. It's a trap. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> Uh, no kidding, hey. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is that is a really good question to ask that's at the end. Question. Yeah. 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 I would say that what I would tell my younger self um is that fear is part of the journey for all of us. Um and so as we're talking about vulnerability and inclusion and belonging, um, I don't think any human being on earth gets to escape the fear and uncertainty of the world we live in and what it's like to be a human being. And I think I spent a long time as a young person thinking that that would go away, that I would achieve some kind of, um, I don't know, magical moment in my life where like I had the right job or I looked the right way or I was married to the right person or whatever it might be that at some point something would occur and the fear and uncertainty would go away <laughs> and then you grow up and you get a little older and you're like oh crap this is here forever <laughs> you, you actually recognize that that fear and uncertainty is very real um, and it's certainly something that I share often with young people, um, because I certainly didn't realize that when I was young, I really thought everyone older than me had it all together and that they had it all figured out and that I would get there too someday. And I think the reality of being a human being is that we never get there. It's a constant journey. And it's always filled with uncertainty and fear. And that's okay. And being comfortable with that is just part of the journey. <laughs> Bridget? <laughs> oh, I just chuckled because it's true, right? Um, maybe I'll just feed right off of Reve what Rebecca has said, um, that failure is also part of the journey. And it's particularly part of the startup world and the innovator's journey, right? If we don't try, we don't, and we don't fail, we won't iterate and get to the next stage and continue to grow and progress. And the same can be said for our lives, just as it can in our professional kind of progression, just as it can 
for a startup. It's actually a theme that has come up in Alberta um, significantly lately within our own um, data and beyond that it is hard uh, for people coming from a traditional corporate culture, which I started my career in, um, to shift to one of an innovators, which is that that kind of failure is a pathway to success mindset. And like Rebecca saying, that's why I'm chuckling. It's like, you always think you're going, you know, you're going to get to that point where you've hit that that highest note, but um, <laughs> it just takes a lot of a trying and and it takes a lot of failure to get to, you know, wherever there is no end point, I guess, but um, <laughs> accepting that and enjoying the ride more. Uh, yeah, yeah. And enjoying it more mm -hmm. yeah. because it's learning and it's, there's always fun to be had in learning. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I'm a lifelong learner, but I, and I did have to learn that failure is just a way of looking at things differently. Like, don't look yeah. at it as failure, look at it as an opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There is only success and learning. There is truly <laughs> actually no real failure. It's yeah. just <laughs> learning. Totally. Well, thank you both so much for joining us for this special edition of Untangling the Webs and stay tuned for the release of season two and more events with Spider Sub Solutions. For more information about SpiderSilk Solutions or implementing legal technology, find us on LinkedIn at SpiderSilk Innovative Solutions Inc. or Instagram at SpiderSilk Solutions. Stay tuned for the release of Season 2, where we'll continue to untangle the web surrounding law and legal tech.